0: Welcome to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovig, an intimate wedding and elopement photographer based in Germany. I am so excited to have my very first guest on the show today, Jai Long, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Jai is a wedding photographer, educator, and all-around entrepreneur. Today, we're going to be talking about all things in-person and online photography workshops. Jai, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. So let's just dive straight in. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us what you're currently working on.
1: Hey, so my name is Jai Long. I'm a wedding photographer and wedding business coach here in Melbourne, Australia. And um, currently I'm working on a whole lot of things with my online courses, doing a lot of coaching programs. I am organizing a summit and a whole bunch of things like that. And yeah, we've always got a million things going on and... There's nothing in, in particular, to be honest, because I'm just winding down for the holidays and we're going to take a couple of weeks off. So I'm starting to clear my mind a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's totally understandable because, I mean, the Wedding Photography Summit was huge. It was an amazing success. From what I understand, you had over 8,000 people attend.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. Like, can you just share a little bit more about the heart behind starting the summit?
1: Yeah. So we we held a summit almost a month ago now. And we we had the idea about two months prior to that. And really what it came down to is looking around on Facebook and seeing so many people counseling conferences and people getting upset that, you know, in a time of need when COVID hit and their businesses really needed help, that all the educators were stopping their workshops and things like that. So, I was kind of looking around. I was like, why are everybody stopping everything? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like people need help now more so than ever. So I just figured let's just jump on and do it ourselves. And if no one else is going to do it. And so we, we set an ambitious goal to make it the biggest wedding photography workshop in the world. And we wanted 10,000 people and we almost hit, hit the goal. We got just over 8,000, which is really incredible, yeah. which still made it the biggest we- wedding photography workshop in the world. And yeah, it was, it helped so many people. And, and to be honest, we got, we just got so many DMs and messages, emails, everything from people that really appreciated it and they really needed help at that time. We made it as, as affordable as we could so we could really just like help, you know, anyone and everyone, no matter where they are and what they're doing. And I think on that front was just a huge success, to be honest.
0: For sure. I mean, it was clear like that $7 ticket just made it accessible to people from all over the world at different stages of their businesses. And even for me, like it was just a no-brainer to buy the ticket pretty much. And when someone wanted like the full experience, that $97 ticket was also really great. I've heard so many people just raving about all the speakers and rightly so, because I did tune into all of them. It just gets me thinking, this is just a new business model and it's gonna change the way the industry is working. Would you agree? And how do you think it's gonna affect moving forward?
1: I do agree and I'm trying to change things. One of the biggest things I'm trying to change, I'm kind of really like not happy about how everyone runs workshops and they get speakers and they never pay anybody. And that was the thing that I wanted to sort of change. And people usually sell tickets for like $500, you know, to come to an online conference or a workshop or a course or something. And they still don't pay the speakers. And they always say they can't afford to pay the speakers. So I was... I was really like set to change that and show people that you could, you could charge $7 and still pay the speaker's decent amount. There's no excuses. There's no reason why that people should be selling other people's knowledge and not actually paying the people that are bringing in the students and that actual work and everything. So I think, and I'm hoping is going to change the industry a lot. And that really was my mission as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think like I heard it properly on another podcast episode, you made sure that you paid all the speakers equally so that there is really not a difference between how much they're earning.
1: Yeah, that was also really important because it was so disheartening for me to go to you know, fly across the world and go speak at a workshop and only to find out I wasn't getting paid, but everyone else was getting paid 10 times more than I even thought was possible. And yeah, I I just feel like that's, especially as you're up and coming, it's a little bit disheartening when you're putting your heart and soul into stuff and, and then not getting valued for it.
0: Yeah. What I find interesting is obviously now we have to be online, we can't really meet in person. And one of the benefits for me, I am sort of a workshop junkie, is really just kind of having that direct interaction with speakers. I was happy to chat with you quickly when we're at the Way Up North conference back in 2018. The question is like, how are we able to kind of make that possible for people online? I mean, when you have a lot of a lot of attendees it's it doesn't seem as feasible but can you see a way where one can make that somehow accessible and possible
1: yeah i definitely think you can i think um mm-hmm. it's a limiting belief to think that we we can't i probably didn't do it very well for this first summit because you know we were doing a lot uh, it's just two-man team to pull on that whole summit as well eight thousand people have two two people running the whole show yeah um so Yeah, it was like a little bit hard for us, but we're working on things that we can do. But don't forget, like not everybody likes in-person workshops. So I know some people would would complain saying like, hey, I'd rather an in-person workshop so I can actually meet people and have real connections. But there were so many people that reached out saying like, this is an introvert's dream. I can literally be in my... In my pajamas, like in my room, you know, and I don't have to reach out to people and I can still get all this knowledge. I can still reach out to people if I want to, but then I can step away and just shut the computer as well. And I don't have to attend the parties and attend the big thing. So I think... Like if you're an attendee going to workshops, like it's really important for you to sign up to workshops that best suits your personality. So if you hate sitting in front of a computer, then definitely don't sign up to a summit. And if you are a little bit more introverted and you like just to, you know, get straight to the knowledge and you don't want to travel and things like that, then like a summit is the perfect thing for you to attend.
0: That is such a good point because the whole time I was looking at it through my own lens because I am an extrovert and one of my favorite things to do is just to mingle with different people, learn along the way, but yeah, totally makes sense for introverts and um, I, I think the mix is actually good just to see like the different aspects of it and then it really doesn't mean that one cannot connect with people because through this summit, I did connect with A number of photographers and we are in each other's dms and we are able to keep that connection going which is really really good but yeah also like for those who are willing how can you best like foster community after the summit that just keeps on growing
1: I think it's, um, I mean, sure, it's definitely difficult, especially if I've got 8,000 people and they're all trying to communicate with each other. It was important for us to start the Facebook group so people can get in there and they could mingle like that as well. And I think like the thing that we want to do is create like a bigger community and we're going to have more summits. So then there's like more events coming up so people can get back with their buddies and they can you know, attend the workshop again. But I think doing maybe more fun games, I think we could do like accountability buddies so people could find people, things like that. Right now in my six-figure business map, which is my like online course, which is, you know, another community, uh, we're having Christmas parties this year. So we're having two different Christmas parties for different time zones and someone inside the course is actually organizing that. And we're playing games and doing giveaways and things like that. So even when people are in lockdown, which I know people in the UK and in Canada and different places around the world yeah. are going through some lockdowns right now, they can still attend a Christmas party and they can still have like actual friends because I meet people online all the time and they become, you know, we end up meeting in person. And even when they're on the other side of the world, if I visit, Germany for instance like yeah. I will stop in and I and the people that I met online I'll I'll definitely stop in and have a coffee with them.
0: Oh that's perfect and you are most welcome to stop by <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and I totally can relate like we're in lockdown starting today in Germany so it's just so important to have these connections and not feel like we're alone and also just planning for the next year it's nice to have people to just yeah brainstorm with Which leads me to my next question in terms of like, for a lot of photographers, things were so good for so long. All of a sudden, it it was like a curveball when (laughs) COVID hit. And they weren't prepared. Their businesses weren't prepared. And I think it's just like a reality check. So in that case, what advice do you have for photographers just moving forward for preparing for the unexpected in the future?
1: Look, I think if, if you were a business owner like a wedding photographer and, and this was a curveball, and you weren't prepared for something, then I feel like you're ill prepared in business because business is one of those things where things happen all the time. So for me, when it hit, it definitely like the, the way that it hit was a surprise that it was a pandemic, but when it hit, it wasn't a surprise. Like 2020, I was already predicting that we we're going to have like a shift in things in, in markets and things like that. And, um, What people think, especially if they've only been around for four years or five years, that if you jump on this train, It's just upwards, but people don't realize the cycles, like it goes up and then it comes down and it goes up and then it comes down and you need to get into the groove of those cycles and recognize those things and pivot really fast. And that's the great thing about being like a solo entrepreneur or creative entrepreneur is you're not a big business. You can pivot your business as fast as you need to make those decisions and you really need to flow. Like you can't be so rigid and hung up on what used to be. It always is an evolving thing. The market's evolving. Your clients are evolving. Trends are changing. There's, you know, things in your life. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe one of your parents died. Maybe yeah. there's a recession. Like maybe you just lost some money on a bad investment. There's always something that's going to happen. And it's an event. So I always just say they're just, an, you know, it's just an event. So COVID just another one of those events. And that's why I wasn't surprised. I'm like, there's an event. What do we need to do? And then you just pivot your business. And I think... I'm making it sound simple, but I've been through different cycles before. I've been doing business for you know, a long time now. yeah. And I just think it's important to know and to know business. So that way you are making money in the good times and also in the off seasons. And also when the market's going down, you're still making money because an entrepreneur, they will make more money in a, in a bad um, economy or when something happens like coronavirus yeah. than than a terrible entrepreneur because or a business owner because you're always looking for opportunities and they always arise in different ways.
0: Yeah, and I think you just have to be open to seeing them instead of kind of wallowing in pity, which could happen maybe right in the beginning, but it's just so important to pick up, yeah, pick yourself up and just be ready to make those changes for sure.
1: Yeah, Um, it's an adventure. It's fun. Like, why not? You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, that all circles back to having the right mindset in business, which I know is one of your favorite topics. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about, yeah, for people who might be a bit more negative, how they can just start working on having a growth positive mindset?
1: Yeah, I think if uh, if you have been sort of called out a little bit and, and you're, and you're, getting triggered by things like there's a problem and and you need to work on a problem. And so with like a um, scarcity mindset, it's always about like trying to compete with other people or trying to not show people your stuff. So then people don't steal things, like steal your ideas. You you always think there's not enough. There's too many wedding photographers, not enough opportunities, not enough weddings, not enough success, not enough money, not enough. It's always not enough. Right. And the thing is like, with with success it's like an endless amount of of a resource like there's so much for everybody and there is no limit to it and with money there's so much money and with work there's so much work and it only comes like money and success and everything comes flows at the path of least resistance always to the people with least resistance so if you're putting up a war, and straight away you're saying like oh, there's not enough work. There's not enough this, not enough that. Like yeah. you are the person blocking that success from coming to you. But when you change that, then you allow it to come to you and it opens up everything. So for myself, like I never compete with anybody anywhere. Like when people say like, Hey, who are you competing with for the summer or business coaching or wedding photography or whatever it yeah. is? I'm like, man, I don't compete. Like I only compete with myself. And that's why we want to do another summit. Cause I want to do better than I did last time. And we're always like finding, you know, our own success and we're finding our own path because there is enough for everyone. It doesn't matter if there's 10,000 business coaches and, and 100,000, you right. know, wedding photographers and whatever it is, like there's always a place for me. And th- there is practical ways to get yourself there. And like mindset's not something that you can just change overnight. It's a, it's a work in progress, but you need to be ready to allow that change and to be looking for that change to make it happen.
0: Absolutely. I think what happens to a lot of people is really comparing themselves as well. And they end up not focusing on their own lane and moving forward in that direction. And it's also, I think, that thought of thinking it's already been done. So what do I have to bring to the table, for example, even
1: Mm.
0: a lot of people hesitate to start a podcast Because there are a lot of podcasters out there, and it's just another wedding photography podcast. But I think everybody has a unique perspective, and everybody has something to say. So it's, it's all about just going in that direction and knowing, okay, there is abundance in the people who you could reach. And it doesn't mean that if, for example, even with workshop summits, it doesn't mean that one person only six to one workshop for example you know so there's so exactly. much to go around
1: people get get yeah. caught up on like like you're saying there with the workshops like people get caught up thinking like hey if jaya has a workshop well, i'm not going to run one because that means everyone's already been to one but they re- like everyone forgets that like people always spend more money. Just like you said, you came to my workshop, but you also went to Way Up North and you've also been to other ones. Like, For sure. People don't just stop learning and then that's it. Like it's a progression and people want experiences. They want to be part of things. So it's like, why do we look outside of what we do and think it's already been done and there's not enough in the whole world to right. do one ourselves? <laughs> yeah.
0: So true. Jai, I would love for you to tell me about a time when you struggled and how you Mm -hmm. were able to bring yourself back up.
1: I have struggled a lot. Like, to be honest, in in the last, like, even seven years of being a wedding photographer, there's been maybe four times when my bank account's gone to absolute zero and I've had staff and I've had the hard talk of, like, hey guys, I don't know where our income's coming in. Like, I'm going to try and do whatever I can to make it happen. Wow. And I always just start getting creative and start thinking like, what can I do? I mean, this is not even long ago, like this year, like we lost a hundred grand straight away as soon as the COVID thing hit. And that was a hard slog with, you know, wow. four staff, staff members. Um, That's heavy.
0: And I think,
1: yeah, it happens. It happens a lot. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes people look at what we're doing and go like, Oh, Jay, he's like, you know, he's always successful. Whatever he touches, turns a goal, but it's right. not the truth at all. And it's, there's so many lows with with the highs but I'm willing to ride those highs and ride those lows and I just know that they come so when when something happens like you know oh man we we've, we've we're losing our money here or we we're, we're doing whatever I'm happy with with sort of you know going in with that and going like okay so how does this make me feel what can I change now how did, because whatever happens it's my fault right yeah. because my my choices are the things that led me to that situation. So then I start thinking like, how can I make better choices? What choices can I change? And as soon as I take responsibility, of course, it's, it helps in so many ways. Um, I think the only times like you don't get out of a bad situation is when you don't take responsibility for, for whatever's happening in your business. And I, and I think that's a bit of a downfall, but yeah, I think if you're just taking responsibility and then straight away you go, "Yep, okay, I know I understand. I totally understand that I just lost a lot of money on that or you know, we're trying to get through something. What can I do now? How can I fix this thing?" So yeah, I mean there's there's so many there's there's no actual story there that I just told you, but right. I guess like I just want to say like it, it's it's an ever going thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it, it goes in cycles. You have those ups and downs. But most importantly, I just feel like you have to really believe in yourself. And once you do believe in yourself, you can also, like, it's about investing yourself or when you do something. I mean, even when things went south this year for you and even organizing the summit within five weeks, I think that that did take a lot of self belief and. to have that confidence even to rally people around you because your team has to believe in the vision as well
1: yeah and it's really important to be spreading that as well so i always make sure that i'm giving hope everywhere and making sure that i bring that positive vibe so people do want to work with me all the time because when people work with me they always say like anything's possible like when you're doing it because i don't know why but you just seem to bring that energy and I think it's really important to bring that energy and know, Hey, when I go down and I've, and I, my bank accounts at zero and I've lost all my money, like, and I have been bankrupt before, man, I can rebuild. I'm only young. Like I can do it again. There's no problems. And I think so many of us, we, we, I mean, the biggest shame in life is we don't allow ourselves the freedom to fail because we're trying to get validation from people that we don't even know. And we're scared to put ourselves out in front of different people. And because of that reason, we don't even live our own lives. And then we're on the sidelines all the time. Like we we sit there and we watch our lives go past and we think, what if, imagine if I tried or imagine this. And to me, that's just a crying shame. It's like, instead of that, like imagine just having an idea and going like, hey, I want to do a summit. You know what? I'm doing it. Let's contact everybody. Let's do this thing because I want to live life. Like I don't want to be on the sidelines thinking, what if?
0: So good. So good. Like, what comes back to me is I read one time there was a 90 year old woman who was on her deathbed and she was looking back at her life and she was just regretting the fact that she barely took any chances because she always thought, what are people going to think? Only to realize in the end that they weren't even paying any attention to her, you know? So I think like a lot of people do uh, totally get it in their minds where as if everyone's watching our every step but normally people are busy with their own thing or even if they're watching and judging yeah (laughs) they're judging from the (laughs) sidelines it's like Brene Brown always talks about you know are you there in the arena do you have Mm. what you're saying is it even worth paying attention to or are you just sitting on the sidelines being a critic so, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think it's also people waiting to to reach what they think is perfection. Am I good enough? There's fear involved. I mean, for me, even having you on today as my first guest on this podcast, I'm nervous. <laughs> I have not done this before. But you know what? i just rather do it <laughs> <laughs> and not regret it. And just, I know we always... Better done than perfect, and we always just keep on improving it, and that's the way we move forward. I mean, I totally believe in that. Yeah.
1: Hey, thanks for having me as your first guest. I don't even know that to be honest.
0: Oh, I I thought I mentioned. <laughs> <go>. you know- <laughs> it Honestly, what I happened was, um, sorry to interrupt you. I I was <laughs> listening to one of your podcasts, and you were talking about just, yeah, having goals, you know, and dreaming bigger for what's to come, and I've just been doing solo shows just whatever I wanted to talk about and I just kept thinking it's been on my heart always to have like good conversations uh, bring people on and I had written down okay plans are in place to have guests on the podcast and then a day later the plan to get you on happened which was crazy to me and it's it's such a pleasure to talk to you Jay (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um
1: yeah thanks for having me on. that's awesome
0: I would love to move on to a few questions that we got in the Facebook group. So I'm just going to read them out uh, one by one, if that's okay. So we've got Navodita. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Casey, who says, she says, invest in your education. I completely agree. However, for me, it would be so helpful to have a list of resources or types of education I should focus on first there's so much to learn. And as a new wedding photographer, I'm not quite sure what to prioritize and sometimes even where to begin. So what can you say to her?
1: A good question. One thing I really want to make clear is when I say invest in education, I'm never talking about money. I'm talking about energy. I'm talking about your your mind. I'm talking about your time. Um, so I'm never trying to say like invest in education and just spend all your money in education. Um, I actually believe that as well. Well, I think like, you know, spend money on education, you're going to get your money back really quick, but like invest your time into, like, it depends on where you are at your business. So if you're just starting out, there's so many good podcasts to dive into. Um, Audible is great. We can just listen to, you know, books, you can read books. There's, you know, YouTube's actually a great thing. And as you get more confident with all that free content, there's a tipping point when you will start getting sick of free content and you'll want to start paying for content. And that will be the point when you start making money because like for myself, like I never devour free content because I just don't care and I want results fast. So I don't mind paying, you know, my business coach $20,000 to get me the results straight away instead of spending weeks and weeks watching YouTube ads because yeah, I'm at a different, different level. So when, wherever you are, you'll find things that are expensive. Like, you know, a year ago I would have found that was expensive $20,000 and now I find it cheap. I'm like, man, like I could make so much money from, from that investment. So wherever you are, like maybe $50 for an ebook is expensive for you or maybe $2,000 for a course is expensive, but you'll work your way in there as you're getting your confidence. But yeah. And there's so many good things out there right now like i i'm a big believer in online courses yeah. like if you're going to find an on- online course find one that's got a community that like people are actually interacting with you i signed up to a few with you know some like influencers and then the person's not even in the course and they just hire someone else to sort of teach it and it's kind of like disheartening so make sure that the the teachers hearts in it and and also only learn from people that are hitting goals and doing the things that you want in your life. Like don't learn from someone that's, you know, just read the books and done the, and, and listened to podcasts. And then they're trying to teach you stuff, you know, for you to make money and to change your life, but they haven't even done it themselves because you really want to have proven, proven strategies where you go like, you know what, it's possible because I can see this person is doing it and that's exactly what I want in my life. So I'm going to go find that person, find that mentor, find that podcast, find that book, whatever it is that comes from those people.
0: That is just so well said. And we can see that you're a prime example of that because you are practicing what you preach. We see that you you do take those risks. So that is such a good point because it's not just about the theory, but it's actual practical applications in the real world i'm gonna move on to the second question yeah and it's definitely not about the theory the question's from anika camacho and she says if he was to do it all over again first starting out how would he go about it
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. as a photographer um i'm not sure if i got any money Does she give me any money <laughs> well <laughs> she if, didn't I, say if, I, if she doesn't <clears throat> if she doesn't give me any money i'll probably go to the bank and get a credit card so i at least have access to like $2,000 and I'd go down and I'll rent a camera for a day. And then I would probably go to the local registry, local church, somewhere where people don't have wedding photographers because they can't afford it. They're having simple weddings. I'd stand at the front and I'd shoot weddings for free all day. Whenever they just walk straight out, I would ask them, Hey, can, I'm a wedding photographer <laughs> we're just starting. Can I shoot some weddings for free? Right. I would spend that day shooting as much as I can. And then I'd go home, I'd buy a template of a website, I'd build that out, one that's already pre built. Then I would edit those photos. I would have to download Lightroom. I'd probably just get the trial version 30 days or something. So it's free. Um, yeah. I'll download those photos. I would edit those photos. I would sign up to pick time. I would deliver those photos to those people that I shot. And then I'd put them on my website and then from there, I would start going around to venues. I would go around to wedding planners. I would go around to other wedding photographers. I would shake as many hands as I can, tell everyone what my big goal is. I want to start shooting some weddings, tell them that I can shoot for any price, any budget, doesn't matter. I'll shoot for free, doesn't matter. And then I would start working my way up from there. So I've got no doubt in my mind that I'd probably book a wedding by the end of the week and then pay back that $2,000. <laughs> That's
0: incredible. I mean, I can draw the lines to what you actually did when you first started because didn't mm-hmm. you sell your car and get a ticket to the that, U.S. Yeah. and do yeah. like eight <laughs> weddings for free which yeah mm-hmm. it just really jump-started your career so wow <laughs> just wow all right um moving on we've got Natasha Lawrence and she says what are Jai's go-to business books and other inspiring resources
1: Th- these ones are really hard because I don't like to give too much to creatives with business with books because I read a lot of like really boring books that people would be like, oh man, why did it give me onto this? Okay. Um, and then you end up waste- wasting your time because like if you don't understand that stuff, because I, I read now like a lot of advanced stuff, but I think um, to be honest, like I like a lot of just podcasts. Like I, I really like one called How This Is Made. I like another, another one called The School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. He always has really good. Yeah. He always like, I like the questions that he asks and he always has really good guests on his podcast. So they are a couple, uh, in terms of books, it depends on what you want because there's, you know, there's ones on money. There's ones on strategy. There's ones on marketing, but, but to be honest, like I think if you go down to the local bookstore and you just read the back of any book, it will tell you pretty quickly if you resonate with it or not. And that's kind of what I do. I, and, you know, and I also like scope around and see if there's any recommendations and if I've read it and, and things like that. So some people just go after the author. so So they'll just like keep reading from the same author and that works sometimes as well. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm personally a fan of Seth Godin when it comes to marketing, for example, or I can recommend building a story brand. Um, I thought that was really good. Of uh, Yeah, so I think she can check those two out. So talking about podcasts, can you tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about, Make Your Break?
1: Yeah. My podcast is called make your break and I named it after like, I think, you know, sometimes it's like make or break, but, um, I think in the creative industry, it's like, we're all about making your break. So just like, um, we mentioned just before when I first started wedding photography, I went and sold my $20,000 car and then bought a ticket to America and then just shot eight weddings for free. And I've just been making my own break all the time. Like, I I believe even just doing the summit is like making my break. So it doesn't have to be massive things. It can be smaller achievements but i think i talk about just like you know i interview people and i and i talk about mindset i talk about making your break how that looks creating opportunities how to identify opportunities i talk a lot about money money mindset you know so many people are scared and triggered about money so i'm trying to empower people on just like thinking more about how how money affects them and how they are working for it all the time so they should know about it and yeah i really love podcasting and there's so many really good people on there so if any listeners want to come over and have a listen it's called make your break
0: yeah please please do that because i have been devouring it the past few days it's really incredible i just have a few more to go from um, i think you've been doing it for about a year now
1: yeah perfect one year
0: yeah and you can also please share a little bit about your six-figure business map what that's all about
1: yeah, I'm doing a launch on the 18th of Jan, actually, and we're going to get some guest speakers and stuff, but basically I put together a, I realized like during the pandemic, how many like creatives just don't know business. And I've been teaching business to wedding photographers for the last five or since 2015. So I've put it all together in an online course, but it's not just an online course. It's also a hybrid with a coaching program. So there's two masterminds per month. It goes for 12 months. and. Oh basically we we go through everything with business and you know marketing with money with price guides, your pricing um, mindset all that stuff and we also do milestone awards, so when you hit one hundred thousand in your business two hundred fifty thousand and five hundred thousand like you get pins. And we just sort of celebrate and lift each other up. And I'm trying to create a community where people can openly talk about their wins and not feel guilty about it and feel bad. And they can openly talk about how much they're making and, or what they're not making, what they need to improve and all those things without any judgment. And to me, having that space and having that community is so important. And in fact, just after this podcast episode, I'm about to jump on a mastermind and they usually jump, they usually go for like maybe two to four hours, And um, it's so good just watching everyone grow and, you know, hitting goals. And it's so much better than a workshop because a workshop usually goes for one day or two days or even three days. But having like someone in your corner for 12 months, like actually keeping you accountable and and showing you what's possible. uh, It's an absolute game changer.
0: Absolutely. And I just totally see how the culture is changing in the wedding photography industry and it's exciting what's all to come 2021 i think is just going to be really really good if you can give us a little taste before we close up here about what we can expect for the wedding summit the second edition
1: yes it's going to be so good so one thing i want to include this time is a party so, definitely want to have a party in it i've just locked in the first speaker, and i't don't, i don't want to say his name right now, but <laughs> okay. he is blown up and he is um he's just released a book and he's doing a whole bunch of things and um i'm really actually pumped to have him at the summit, and I think he's going to draw in a crowd because people just gravitate towards him, so our speaker lineup is going to be. Really big. It's got, like everyone thought. Like last time, I was like man, this is like the biggest speaker lineup I've ever seen. Yeah. Wait till they see the next speaker lineup. It's gonna be even bigger. So <laughs> I'm really excited. It's going to be in six months' time, roughly. Okay. And yeah, it's it's going to be it's gonna be big. It's gonna be fun.
0: I'm super super excited because, like you said, the first edition was absolutely incredible. And when you say it's gonna be even better, there's certainly something to look forward to. So just let us know where people can find you so that they can follow up on all the things you're doing.
1: Yeah, please come and say hi over on Instagram, which is at jailong.co, which is J-A-I-L-O-N-G dot co and you can slide into my dms i'm always there and you can keep track of like all my courses and the summits and the crazy things that we've got going on if you've got any questions definitely ask me and i just want to say a big thank you to all the listeners that tuned in and listened and to yourself as well for having me as as your first uh interviewee so i'm really humbled i'm really thankful and um i'm so glad i met you in germany
0: Thank you so much for coming on. And I will be putting all this information in the show notes so you can definitely find it there. And when he says he answers his DMs, it's no lie. That's how we got back in contact. So if you have anything to ask him, just write him a DM on Instagram and he is there for you. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, The Podcast. To be notified as soon as a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I would love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For show notes, today's freebie, and even more goodness, head on over to idas-blog.com forward slash podcast. Cheering you on, and until next time.